Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A pleasure to welcome Kate, Dr. Katie Jarvis back to the air. Doctor, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you this morning? Doing super, doing super. You know, last time we chatted, we talked a little healthy living. We talked a little bit about uh, what's going on in our regional hospitals around the country. I know you're staying on top of that. And uh, it's interesting uh, because we're seeing it in uh, more than a couple of places that uh, hospital CEOs and executives are uh, taking cuts or even donating their pay to employee assistance as uh, COVID-19 continues uh, to be one of the big stories in the country. What are some of the stories you're hearing about that? Well, I was just floored when I heard some of these reports because it's incredible how stressful the jobs of leaders are in healthcare right now amidst a tremendous amount of regulatory change, change for needs for their staffing, change for needs for equipment, um, sicker patients. So this was absolutely fascinating to me that they were donating their salaries in this time frame. But I think that uh, they're just being true leaders and true to their employees and true to their patients, which is incredible. Yeah, no so, doubt. I mean, that's when you when you put your money on the line, when you're saying, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, that means a lot to people, exactly. doesn't it? Exactly. So I read a report that the HCA CEO, Sam Hazen, donated 100% of his salary for two months to his employees fund. And HCA, when I read about it, didn't have any press releases related to it. Hmm. It was just happened to be picked up by somebody. Um, so I thought, well, you know, he wasn't doing it as a press stunt. Let me look back at their mission statement. And their mission was basically to take care of their people. And so uh, that fit with the mission of the hospital and the hospital system. But if you think about it, he has to keep up with regulation changes in all the states where his hospitals are plus all of the reporting changes, plus new protocols, plus new legal requirements, plus staffing changes and budgetary changes overnight. That's he, I'm sure he's working around the clock. Yeah, no doubt about it. That. And, you know, you're seeing uh, examples of this uh, through Ohio, uh, through the Midwest, even out into the coasts. Do you think that um, these CEOs, these, uh, you know, people of import in the health uh, business, are they doing it because of peer pressure? I mean, they, you know, they see their peers doing it, so they're like, oh, I got to do something too. Or do you think that's just how those people are wired? Well, I, you know, I've talked to leaders of healthcare systems before, and, and they talk about graduating from their uh, graduate degrees and saying, you know, I could have gone into, some of them have master's in business, and they say, I could have gone into a different industry, but I chose this industry because. Uh, I had the potential to help people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you see that they're business-minded, but they chose the industry because of the impact that they could have. So I think that with that in mind, I believe they're wired slightly differently. And I think that um, their mission, they, you know, they talk about their mission and their people so much that they buy into that and really uh, are standing behind it. I'm, I'm sure there's some peer pressure. You know, I see that there are 45 uh, hospitals on the list that I'm looking at. You know, I'm, but you don't give up your salary over peer pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. There's a lot of people right now, you know, whether they're furloughed, uh, they've lost their job or whatever, they're like, they're desperate to have any kind of income at all. So I think, you know, when you got someone that's working at full pay and has a big job, I mean, they really have a lot going yeah. on, as you've illustrated very nicely. 
uh, the fact that they're willing to donate uh, to give to the greater good, I mean, that, that just speaks to people. Sure. And, you know, when I go into my job as a healthcare worker right now, I have increased risks. I have, uh, I'm around patients who have coronavirus. And then you think about all the departmental leaders are around me. And then uh, they go to their leadership and their leadership then goes to the CEO of the system. They're exposed to additional risk and it filters up to them because of the amount of contacts that each of their contacts have. So, you know, they're exposing themselves to extra risk and that means exposing their families as well. And so it's, it's not actually a risk-free environment um, to do this in. So it's the stress plus the risk. Yeah. Um, so, so what we know, I mean, you know, we've been living the, the uh, coronavirus pandemic era now for, you know, better part of three months. Um, you know, in your mind, being a healthcare professional uh, in the last month or month and a half or two, I mean, have things changed at all? I mean, what we're doing from the beginning is what we should still be doing as far as trying to take care of ourselves and stay healthy? I think that as healthcare workers, we've advanced a lot in our understanding of the virus and of treatments and potential treatments. So, um, you know, we've, we've learned a lot about ventilators and what kind of ventilator settings to use and, and then also uh, high-flow oxygen and how well that works. Um, when it comes to practices that help reduce the risk of spreading the disease, I think that, you know, wearing masks and social distancing are the two things that we found help the very most, and washing your hands, I guess those are three things, washing your hands as well, right. really impacts the spread of this disease. Until we have a vaccine, I think that those are the three things I recommend the most. Yeah, and, so, and what are you hearing about vaccine, by the way? Um, I, I've got, I get reports, uh, you know, here and there. Uh, it seemed like maybe a month ago there was a lot of churn because there were some uh, organizations, some entities that were really making some strong ground, were doing um, you know, some testing and, you know, had people yeah. in the queue and all that. But it seems like in the last at least couple, three weeks, there hasn't been a lot of real hard information about vaccines. What are you hearing? So, okay, so the, the company you were hearing about a few weeks ago made a, an announcement, Moderna made an announcement that they went from phase one to phase two clinical trials, right. which is the first time a vaccine of their type has ever made it from phase one to phase two trials. Okay. Um, they, uh, so that was groundbreaking as it was. It turns out that um, if they make it through phase two trials, they'll be in the last phase before they can market the drug. And they are predicting that they'll be uh, making an announcement sometime in the end of this month uh, as far as whether or not they're going to move from phase two to phase three. Um, when I look at MIT papers on um, looking at kind of all of the um, medication trials, uh, they they show studies of predictions of percentages of who gets through how many of these trials go through phase one, phase two, phase three, mm-hmm. um, and it looks to me like phase three trials have a, a sixty to seventy percent chance of being successful. Wow! So if, if they at the end of June announce that they are going from phase two to phase three, then I think we got a sixty to seventy percent shot at a vaccine happening. And that that would be you later. think by the end of the year. So they have already partnered with a uh, manufacturing company that has manufacturing plants here in the United States and in Europe. Um, So that would be great from a distribution standpoint for us and for Europe. And um, that manufacturing plant uh, solidified their deal with Moderna um, a few weeks ago. 
So I am sure if I were them, I'd be hiring a lot of people, buying a lot of machines and testing all my protocols and maybe even making some of the vaccine and putting it on the shelf right. until we can sell it, right? Absolutely. So I imagine that's what they're doing. It turns out that mRNA vaccines are different than DNA vaccines um, without going into a whole bunch of kind of boring basic science. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the DNA vaccines, some of them are alive, and some of them have to be grown in eggs, which is why they ask you when you get a flu shot, have you, do you have any egg allergies? Right. And we all know that eggs are fragile. I've broken a few. Um, and we all know that they cook at, at you know, just a warm stovetop temperature. So you have to handle them in very fragile conditions. Well, um, Moderna is just making proteins, and those proteins – um, are easier to manufacture, and so they're they're more predictable in their manufacturing, and they're faster. So um, it'll be the first time we're manufacturing an mRNA vaccine, but not the first time that we're manufacturing proteins as a medication. I gotcha. So uh, I think it will be. My guess is that it will be faster to produce and less costly uh, to produce, not necessarily less costly to the customer. You know, so. <laughs> So we'll see. I, I think that could play into us getting it by end of year. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.